Gone are the days of knights and chivalry, and yet that hasn't changed God's vision of you as a man of valor. Today, pornography is a simple mouse click away, and sexual addiction is at an epidemic level. Dr. Mark Laser is an internationally known author and speaker, the leading Christian authority on sexual addiction, and the host of Faithful and True's online radio production, The Men of Valor Program. Here now is Dr. Mark Laser. Welcome to the Men of Valor program. Uh, uh, sometimes we uh, do shows related to current events, and uh, today is uh, Wednesday in late October, and uh, as some of you may know, we just had this uh, largest... Uh, Mega Million Lottery. The Mega Million Lottery is a million point six, and last night there was one ticket sold, uh, uh, so somebody in South Carolina is now a uh, billionaire. Uh, so, But it did bring up the idea that... Uh, those of us that have struggled with addiction, it is easy for us to cross over to other addictions, and that's what I wanted to talk about today. We call it addiction interaction disorder. And you've said to me before, Mark, that that's a pretty common thing with mm-hmm. the men that come to us here at Faithful and True, yeah. that oftentimes once uh, once you have learned their story and have gotten to know them a bit, uh, you know, you discover that uh, sexual addiction is not their only addiction. Well, that's right, and... Uh, you know, the, the more common ones that we see men participate in is uh, eating disorder. A certain percentage of all sex addicts are also chemically dependent to alcohol or cocaine or heroin or, or all of the above. So one of the uh, the images that I've always liked that Carnes used to use, uh, maybe still does as far as I know, but uh, it's called whack-a-mole. You remember the whack-a-mole game? I do. It's probably still out there someplace. I don't know, but... You know, these little moles pop up, you you hit them down with a hammer. And I think they're still popular in the arcades. I just haven't been to an arcade. Yeah, I, and neither have I. All yeah. right, Randy. We'll have to do a little research project. <laughs> but, uh, you know, you hit one mole down, another one pops up. So that's kind of the, uh, the, uh, the image there that you hit down sex addiction, what else will, will pop up? And, uh, you know, I, I'm recognizing, of course, that those that get really involved in you know, I was talking to one of our guys last night who actually spent uh, $80 on buying uh, Mega Millions tickets. So, you know, I think that that kind of borders on, you know, being a little out of control. And it's a form of gambling. And mm-hmm. it was interesting last night in the Tuesday Night Group, I just did a survey. How many of you bought tickets uh, for the Mega Millions? And I was uh, pleasantly surprised that... Uh, uh, only about three or four of them had actually done it. So, mm-hmm. so you know, that's fine. I mean, I don't object to buying a ticket. You know, if you don't play, you can't win and all that kind of thing. You know, it's not like you're a compulsive gambler. But I do think if you're buying tickets every week after week after week and you're spending multiple, multiple dollars on it, I think that can that can be kind of like a gambling addiction. Especially when it's detrimental to your family lifestyle or yeah. support yeah. Uh, because you see people living with the hopes of of winning the lottery uh, mm-hmm. yeah. the uh, the thing that kind of amused me last night is that the local tv stations were out and about because the total was so astronomical over a billion dollars yeah. they were covering how many tickets just these little mom and pop gas stations yeah, were right. selling yeah. per hour and uh, in one location there was a guy who 
was traveling around to different locations at the top of every hour. I mean, talk about superstitions playing yeah. playing its role. Uh, this guy was trying to buy a different ticket from a different location at the top of the hour leading up to the drawing. And it just shows you some of the... Um, mm. Extremes. Extremes or, that people have convinced themselves to go to. Well, you know, I think uh, driving back from Chicago over the weekend to visit Debbie's mom, there was the thought in my head, uh, maybe I should buy a Mega Millions in Illinois, then one in Wisconsin, and then one in Minnesota, give myself three states worth of uh, chances here. But uh, so... <laughs> or to find yourself as a three-state loser. <laughs> a three-state loser. You spent, dropped $2 in Illinois and $2 in Wisconsin. But uh, So you're paying some kind of uh, uh, support to uh, Minnesota. Yeah, you're supporting the economies of three different states. Three different states. All in one trip. That sounds just like you. Well, having seen the road work, <laughs> particularly in Wisconsin. You they, figured that there's a they, lot of money need, at work. They need some help. But uh, I, I think... You know, one of the things that comes to me that uh, uh, is about this is, like you said, I mean, the fantasies that uh, start circulating in your brain about what you're now going to do with this money. You know, it's like I haven't struggled with sexual fantasies in forever, but I know that uh, just hearing that the Mega Millions was as big as it is, you know, I start thinking of all the things I'm going to contribute to and all the the people I'm going to give money and, you know, all the... Uh, uh, the, you know, my, my local church is going to have now a new mega structure. You know, because <laughs> you know, I've got a billion dollars now, so I'm going to give them like a hundred million. You know, it's going to have a pipe organ, and you know, it's going to, you know, all of that kind of stuff. It's going to be the Mark Laser Chapel. The Mark. Just well, <laughs> I, I'm not sure that I wouldn't give it anonymously, because I'm not, I'm not a believer in that kind of thing. But I, I do think it's kind of like a bargaining. Sometimes those of us that fantasize, yeah. we bargain, and it's like, oh, you know, Lord, if I if I just commit to you know certain contributions and, and and great causes, you know, won't you allow me to know what the six numbers are, or won't you just have me purchase the quick pick or something like that, you know? It's funny that you mentioned that because I know that uh, a year or two back, you and I had both. Uh, become uh, amused and a, a bit astonished by the husband and wife team that were clairvoyants on America's Got Talent. I think they were called the clairvoyants. Oh yeah, that's right. You know, yeah. Yeah. and and they could uh, they could read minds. And they, stuff. Yeah, they did some pretty amazing tricks or feats or whatever mm. you want to call it. And I always wonder uh, if those people were for real. Why aren't those people the ones winning lotteries left and right? Well, that's true. Yeah, that's that. <laughs> I have wondered the same thing, actually. Well, it's obviously, you know, a form of stage magic or, or whatever, however they're doing sure. it. But, uh, yeah, I, I'm just saying that uh, one of the things that all of us are dealing with is uh, even though we might have stopped or we might be doing a really good job controlling our sexual fantasies, there are so many other different kinds of fantasies that we could have. And and the the purpose of a fantasy as we've talked about so often before, is to try to heal something in the past. So if we think we have financial issues or, you know, we need some healing around that, it's so easy to fantasize about winning something that would uh, that we think would, uh, would uh, cure all of that. Well, you know, how many stories are there out there of how people that have won these mega millions types of things, you know, they're not necessarily happy. They wind up in some level of 
you know, poverty, poverty again. or despair. Uh, and uh, so, you know, it's obviously not the case that just winning a lot of money is... Uh, Going to be the answer to all your problems. The, yeah, which is kind of the point that, you know, at the bottom of addiction interaction is probably a great deal of pain that we're dealing with. And we're trying to throw money or sex or cars or, you know, whatever it is at that pain, and it never works to heal that pain. Is that pain then the the ground cause then for those individuals that find a combination of addictions in trying to find a solution? I yeah, mean, that's it, yeah. you know, is that the core is that the core reason that there are more than one addictions that they're involved in? Or what, 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 what does your experience tell us uh, about why that takes place? Well, I think some of it is due to modeling. I mean, uh, the, many of us grew up in homes where, you know, as, as we know, uh, the research showed that every uh, addict had at least one addict in the previous generation, which kind of confirms the Exodus 20 passage about the sins of the father being passed on to the third and fourth generation. But uh, so you've had modeling. You've had people introduce you to things along the way. Uh, we also know from research that the, the greater the amount of trauma or pain that you experienced in childhood, the more likely you will have multiple addictions. And that makes sense in that the greater the amount of pain, the more relief you'll need or supposed relief or you know the kind of relief that an addiction provides, which is only you know, uh, very, very, very uh, temporary. So, Have you found yourself then in helping all of the men that you have helped, do you find yourself saying, let's focus on this problem first before we move on to this problem? Or mm -hmm. is there a, a plan of attack that really is going to uh, improve an individual's struggle with multiple addictions? Well, yeah, no, ultimately we want to get at the deeper stuff, but you know, is we're stopping addiction so that we can get at the deeper stuff. The old saying has always been, uh, stop the addiction that's going to kill you the first. Okay. So, like, if we get a sex addict walks in here, and he is masturbating every day and looking at pornography every day, and he's drinking every day, you know, we're probably The drinking gonna, will kill him before the masturbation will. That's probably right. You know, I don't know anyone who's really died from an excessive amount of masturbation. So... <laughs> Or looking at pornography. Now, I don't mean to belittle it. I mean, it's destroying your spirit, your marriages, and all of that. Don't get me wrong. I'm just saying physically, you know, what will kill you the first and the alcoholism. Will. Well, I was laughing because I was, I don't know why my mind took me back to one of our fight of your life events in which you're up front and you're talking to 200 men and you said something about, I have yet to see proof of a man walking down the street and he explodes uh, oh. For deadly semen back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you you yeah. continually hear that excuse that, you know, uh, unless they do something, you know, they're going to... Uh, Their prostates are going to suffer. And we've even had a urologist tell the men that they need to regularly masturbate for that reason. But, yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's That was I've the cause for my chuckling. Yes. Explode <laughs> deadly semen back well, thank you, Randy, for taking us down that road. But anyway. Well, it's um, just one of those visuals that, uh, you know, once you're thinking of it, you're, you're, it's hard to get rid of that. Well, you know, I would look at it that, you know, that, like, for instance, sex addiction, you're going to prostitutes every week. And uh, you're having uh, unprotected sex with prostitutes. You know, that might be the one that will kill you the first through a sexually transmitted disease. Right. You might be spending, you know, lots of money on this, and that's going to, you know... Uh, 
leads you into financial ruin. I mean, you have to kind of triage, you know, which of these is the most immediately harmful to you, and that's the one you need to stop the first. But knowing that just stopping one of them, you know, others of them will pop up, then we also need to look at, let's get at the deeper roots of this and let's, let's heal the pain that the addictions are trying to medicate. Well, let's take our break right now. And when we come back, we'll continue this conversation. You're listening to Dr. Mark Laser, and this is the Men of Valor program. struggle with the use of pornography? Faithful and True is a Christian-based counseling center specializing in the treatment of sexual addiction and compulsive behavior issues. Our well-trained staff has the highest levels of clinical expertise combined with personal experience to understand and effectively treat your sexual addiction. We have a proven track record for helping men who are seeking a transformation in their lives. Our Men of Valor three-day intensive workshops, led by Dr. Mark Laser and Dr. Greg Miller, are the most effective and affordable treatment program in the country. Our workshop alumni rate our workshops as life-changing. We also offer workshops for spouses and couples. If you're ready to make a change in your life and are seeking a treatment program provided by the top Christian experts in the sexual addiction field, visit us today at FaithfulAndTrue.com to learn more. That's FaithfulAndTrue.com. Time now for the Trigger of the Week. Trigger of the Week, Randy. I was thinking about things on TV. We could have, you know, our, our, our theme today about addiction and interaction disorder, we could say that all this uh, hype about the Mega Millions is the Trigger of the Week. But I think what has been triggering me the most over the last couple of weeks is the incessant amount of political ads on the television. So, again, remembering that, you know, these political ads are not about sexual triggers, but they're about just, you know, irritating, caustic, oppositional, hateful accusations, and it's just, uh, it's, just, it's just exhausting. You know, so those of us that have DVRs, fortunately, we can uh, hopefully watch things without having to listen to these commercials, but inev- it's inevitable, you know, on the radio when we're driving around in the car, that this stuff is going to come up, and I just think it's a, it's a stress trigger to all of us in this election season. Well, and stress can be the killer there. And like you said, I have never seen a time when both sides uh, were so separate and where the attacks were mm-hmm. so uh, vicious. Yeah. And uh, I think that always escalates uh, the, the, the stress and anxiety of even seeing those ads because there's mm-hmm. nothing there's nothing. There seems to be no middle ground there, yeah. where where people are are trying to find a 
a place in which we can all agree. So uh, we more than ever are praying for God's guidance Mm -hmm. as we are approaching in about the next week and a half. We're Mm -hmm. going to be invited to go to the polls, and we do encourage you to go out and vote because that Mm -hmm. is one of your true rights as an American, uh, and we encourage Mm -hmm. you to do that. Well, let's bring our listeners back to uh, today's program and today's Mm -hmm. subject. Yeah. Well, we're talking about addiction interaction disorder. We used to call it cross addictions or, you know, just multiple addictions. I like addiction interaction because it basically describes to us that addictions do, in fact, interact. Uh, There may be times in our life before we get into any kind of recovery where one addiction kind of trades places with another. And sometimes that's based on availability, uh, uh, just or uh, accessibility. Uh, Let's say you've moved and you're now living in proximity to a casino. Well, you actually... You decide to go over to the casino to check that out. Well, you now have got greater accessibility to that and maybe, you know, get preoccupied for a while with gambling as opposed to, you know, your pornography habit. I'm just saying to the listeners, uh, one of the reasons these addictions interact is because it's not because one is is uh, preferential to the other. It It sometimes has to do with accessibility, opportunity, what the what the triggers are out there in the world and and that kind of thing. Do you attribute any of it, Mark, to uh, individuals having an addictive personality to start with? Well, you know, there were books written about that back in the uh, 80s. In fact, when we did our book series, we maybe should have uh, mentioned the one, uh, the the addict personality. I think what the addict personality was really talking about was the fact that there are those of us that maybe genetically are the anxiety centers of our brain uh, are you know wound up and but then there are those of us that were raised in chaotic families that helped develop the anxiety center of the brain so you know we've we've got that kind of stuff obsessive compulsive parts of the brain can also be you know a factor in addiction so you know there is some um, brain development that can affect whether or not you're an addict but I think by far and away what the addict personality is talking about is the fact that Addicts have learned to medicate their pain, uh, their emotional pain, of stuff that happened to them or stuff that is currently going on with them. They've learned how to medicate that with addictive activity. And any addictive activity will do at some level if it changes the neurochemistry of the brain. Well, that's what it sounds like to me. It sounds like as you experience and guide an individual to freedom Mm -hmm. from those addictions, that all of their addictive... their categories of addiction uh, seem to be affected in a positive manner uh, once mm. they have addressed the pain uh, right. in their personal life. That's right. They will find that it's easier to resist other. This the stuff will stop popping up because you don't need the uh, you don't need the medication. Uh, one of the neurochemicals that we've talked about so often before is adrenaline. So, you know, uh, anything that produces adrenaline can be part of this interaction. So. You know, if you're sexually fantasizing, that produces adrenaline. If you're going to the casino, that produces adrenaline. The Mega Millions idea of winning a billion, 1.6 billion, I mean, that creates adrenaline in the brain. So uh, now, where where I wanted to go to before we wrap up today is I was thinking about, okay, let's say I did happen to win the Mega Millions. Does that solve any of the uh, health issues I have? Does it solve any of the former, you know, trauma issues that I had in my life, you know, by throwing money at all that, it doesn't solve anything. God's, God's word is pretty consistent that 
you know, if we were to have sometimes this miraculous thing that we fantasize about, it probably would rob us of the opportunity to grow in terms of the uh, the pain that we experience because God uh, perfects our character, as we all know, through uh, leading us through greater dependence on him through the, the painful times in our life. You know, I some of us who've raised children, we look at, you know, uh, we just give them money and money and money and money. And I know De- Debbie and I have sometimes been guilty of that. But, you know, when we do that, we kind of rob them of the opportunity to figure out how to make it on their own, how to how to do whatever they need to do to, you know, I could go on with that one. I'm just saying that very few, if any, things that I can think of are solved uh, by throwing money at it. Money at it, right. So, uh, or throwing food at it or throwing whatever at it, you know. Um, well, and yet at the same time, being in that very same parental category with mm-hmm. you guys and, and having mm-hmm. kids of similar age and need, sometimes it's it's hard to think of any other way that you can immediately, positively yeah. help them in the situation that they're finding themselves. Well, before they destroy their life. Yeah, before, so. I mean, yeah. you you see the potential for greater harm coming their way right. if you don't intercede and, and help out right. uh, in a way like that. I couldn't help but think that had you won uh, the Mega Millions, how you you, <laughs> you you could have probably, you know, introduced the idea of us, uh, you know, sharing in a minimal way, and yet it would be such a maximum way that it would put me in a retirement yes, yes. situation yes. that would be quite comfortable, and yet we'd continue to do the Men of Valor program on a weekly basis well, see, just because we have so many listeners that, now. That, that's the key. That's the key. I mean, would we stop doing what we're doing if we won a lot of money? And I think <laughs> I, I can say safely that I wouldn't stop. In fact, I was telling the men last night that they wanted to pray for uh, one of the men to win the lottery, and they wanted to donate some big money to the center, then we could start providing free counseling, and they all like that idea. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> We could become the first sexual addiction counseling center in the country that's free. That's free, or maybe yeah. pays you to come. <laughs> <laughs> that's when you know you have too much money. That's when you know you have way too much money. Well, I did think of that, you know, that, uh, you know, we'd, we'd have, you know, more money to, you know, to advertise or do whatever we do, but I think God... Uh, you know, his plan is uh, sufficient that, you know, we work hard at what we do and we continue to do it. And uh, sometimes the struggle is what uh, uh, helps us have greater wisdom about things. So, Well, I can see us buying our way onto serious, t- onto serious you know, uh, radio. radio and, you know, having our own channel there. And then we end up having, you know, guests like Joel Olstein. <laughs> yeah. I mean, all of a sudden we have huge budgets that, that uh, allow us to fly people in from around the world. That would, uh, that would be quite, quite the thing. Well, the, the, the new jet, that was part of my fantasy. Was it? Yes, yeah, that, that, that we would buy, and then I would eventually well, learn to fly. Well, yeah. that's just it. I could just see you wanting to fly it as well. That's that's yeah. where that pilot gene of yours comes in. Well, you know, we do get uh, kind of see how fast we get out of control with these fantasies. Yeah, you know? and, it is. Uh, it, it's a runaway freight train. Yeah, that's right. Well, so with this in mind, and, and and I'm sure that the listeners are probably, you know, there's a lot of head shaking yeah. in a, I can relate to it because everybody has that little piece of them that, oh, if only, yeah. uh, it lets us make those, uh, those fantasies kind of come to life. But uh, once 
Once that it comes and goes and we kind of get back to normal, do you find that we, we end up replacing that fantasy with the next thing? Well, you know, that's, uh, that's kind of what we're talking about. In fact, I, I want to say a word to the wives that listen that uh, uh, I think what sometimes happens in the early days of addiction recovery from sexual addiction is, you know, the men get uh, sober from the sexual acting out, the sexual sin. And you know, we, of course, believe they can stay sober from that for the rest of their lives. And they may, in fact, turn to other addictive things, workaholism even, cleaning, you know, whatever it is. And it may seem to you as wives that they haven't changed. And in a way, you're right, because the inner healing that they need at a very deep spiritual level probably hasn't fully taken place. So even though we we are sober, you know, that's just the, the key that unlocks the door to enter the deeper realm of spiritual and emotional healing that we all need to do that will also prevent us from needing alternative addictions to medicate the pain. So So then what's your recommendation to them, how they are able to wade themselves through those waters? Well, it's to make sure you're involved in uh, a a counseling program that has a deep spiritual base to it so that uh, you're getting spiritual direction, emotional direction. I was talking to a guy on the phone that, you know, has just waked up to the fact that he was sexually abused as a boy and he was wondering all these years, he's 52 years old, why he was doing some same-sex acting out activity and he hadn't remembered the abuse. Well, now all of a sudden that he was able to get some sobriety from his acting out, God has been, I think, allowing him to remember some of the things. Well, <clears throat> he now needs to go do some intense work on you know, healing that early sexual trauma that happened to him evidently when he was 7, 8, 9, 10 years old. So if that makes sense to the listeners out there, this is the this is the road less traveled. I mean, this is the deeper healing road that, you know, sometimes we'd like for there just to be behavioral solutions right. to this. And uh, while there are some behavioral things that will help us, um, there are, there are no behavioral things that will heal us at this deeper level. Right. So, so your closing thought on this subject: get the help that you need to heal that that inner healing journey, and uh, get your spiritual journey surrendered to God. Uh, and take your hands off the steering wheel, uh, which I'm, I'm preaching to myself at the moment. I'd very much like to put my hands on the steering wheel of my health journey, for example. Absolutely. But uh, that needs to be surrendered to. And remember that there is no sin that God is not willing to forgive. That's right. You have been listening to Dr. Mark Laser. I'm Randy Everett, your co-host, and we uh, thank you for joining us today on the Men of Valor program. I'd like to remind you, last week we had the, the pleasure of talking with our friend Sam Black from Covenant Eyes, and we have added to the Faithful and True resource page. If you go to faithfulandtrue.com and click on the resource page, you're going to see the top link being uh, Covenant Eyes, and we invite you. Uh, they have provided a great offer there. If you sign up with Covenant Eyes to provide uh, protection for your iPhones and your devices, uh, they're going to offer you 30 days free service. So we invite you to check that out, uh, and uh, and I'm sure it will benefit you, benefit your family, and a great way of providing some protection as well. Until next week, we'd like to invite you to have a week that's filled with many blessings and with great vision. You've been listening to the Men of Valor program with Dr. Mark Laser. For information about this program or to learn more about Faithful and True, visit us at faithfulandtrue.com. That's faithfulandtrue.com.